day. This is Neil Parks. I'm your host for Paranormally Speaking. I have an important episode, well, an interesting episode nonetheless, this week for you. I'm hoping you'll sit down for a minute and listen to this because there's a lot of information to go over. Winding down on a vacation can sometimes bring you to a level of thinking you'll need a vacation after you come home from your vacation. I've been on the road for almost three weeks now since the last week of June. And this is something we do every summer. My wife is a teacher. I own my own business. And I have a business partner who takes care of things when I'm gone. And I do the same for him when he's gone on his trips and his vacations. It works out beautifully. So we've been on the road for almost the entire month of July. Started in Montpelier and Stowe, Vermont. And after a week, we hit the road again, heading towards our beach house here in North Carolina. But we stopped at Gettysburg on the way and took some beautiful photographs. Um, One of them managed to catch some sort of a strange entity, an apparition of some sort. Uh, I fed it through different filters. I took the picture and the live filter through iPhone. And that enables me to press my finger down on the image And there's like a three-second shot of real time starting from beginning to end. And this pops up like a blip. And obviously not a person in motion. It's not a physical entity. It's some sort of a metaphysical apparition. And we've all seen it. Uh, You can't deny it. And thousands of people go through Gettysburg and photograph strange anomalies every day, every week, every month, every year. It's one of the most haunted locations in North America. So we go from Gettysburg, and we hit the traffic all the way down to North Carolina, where we stay at our condo, our beach house, and visit the town of Beaufort, which is one of the most haunted towns in the entire state of North Carolina. It was originally inhabited by Blackbeard the Pirate, as well as many other strange anomalies that occurred at Beaufort and people encountering strange and metaphysical beings, ghosts, entities of some sort, shadow beings. Now, the reason I'm mentioning being on the road and that I've been on the road, our country is filled to the brim with strange road oddities, attractions you see along the way when you're going from point A to point B, or when you wrap around and go from A to Z, you pass these strange landmarks, these bizarre sideshow attractions that are along the beaten path, sometimes right off the highway. Sometimes you have to look for them. But I'm going to share with you several attractions throughout North America that you should definitely take the time to visit if you ever get a chance to go out on the road or you're on the road for an extended period of time. And, you know, I know COVID-19 has impacted travel plans for a lot of people. It was far worse in 2020 than it is now. People are still getting sick, yes. People do need to be getting vaccinated, yes. Uh, If you are anti-vaxxer, I suggest you shut me off right now because I think anti-vaxxers are lunatics. But for a little inspiration, I'll continue to share these stories from different places that I've been to as well as around the United States so you can keep daydreaming about your next adventure. I mean, are you ready to take the distance, the part of social distancing, to the next level. You can check out 
best American summer road trip ideas for a look at the wildest and weirdest pit stops across the country. You can find that on Google, of course, and there is a book available of sideshow, roadside oddities, sideshows, attractions, and other things of that sort. And with RV convoys taking to the highways and road trips on everybody's mind, more and more people are buying pull-behind trailers or the full-on camper RV to take their families and to keep them in a safe environment and they're not staying at hotels, so on and so forth, trying to take social distancing to a new level. And that means a renewed interest in stopping at every roadside dinosaur, free museum, and world's largest whatever random object. And thankfully, America's road raids do, road ways do deliver that. But while the country is dotted with random nonsense, not all roadside attractions are created equal. For every mystery spot or trippy theme park, there are hundreds of oversized cooking utensils and fossil farms waiting to lure you off the beaten path. These are true gems. The paragons of off-highway kitsch and wonder. Point your compass in their direction and your road trip automatically becomes more interesting. Or at least your camera roll will. Yes, I said camera roll. I just totally dated myself. Let's start with Alabama. Souvenir City, the Gulf Shores. You can either be the kind of person who immediately stops the car and sprints towards the gargantuan warehouse-like gift shop with giant concrete shark's mouth, a fixture of Gulf Shores since 1956, as its entrance, or you drive past without a second thought. If you're the latter, you're rewarded with an endless assault of tourist crap, like gator heads, beach clothes, fudge, and shells. And you're the former, if you're that. You're very likely clicked on the wrong GPS destination. Or you're not really the kind of person who's invested in this type of anomaly, but I, for myself, for one, I love bizarre, off-the-beaten-path stops. Rainbow Rock in Arizona, the rock shop, for example. Route 66 isn't what it used to be, but the roadside town of Holbrook maintains some of the highway's magic appeal thanks to its unexpected collection of cement dinosaurs outside the Rainbow Rock shop. The dinosaurs, some up to 25 feet tall, were built by the shop's owner and cost a few cents to pose with. A few cents! Strangely enough, these aren't the only dinosaurs you'll find in the town. Others come from the international petrified forest and painted desert, a now defunct tourist attraction that offered access to some of the area's petrified wood and fossils. Arkansas, of course, the alligator farm and petting zoo in Hot Springs, Arkansas. It's not the pygmy goats and baby alligators that make this 117-year-old petting zoo such a gem, though their presence, along with the primates and the wolves and the whole alligator feeding thing, certainly makes it worth a stop. California has the Winchester Mystery House. Apparently, Sarah Winchester, heir to the family's firearms fortune, believed the ghosts of every single person killed by the company's then-innovative repeating rifle. So, like half the casualties of the Old West were haunting her, and she had the house built in the most obscure manner, room after room, floor after floor, 
really needing leading to nothing, but allegedly, as legend has it, trapping the ghosts that haunted her. Colorado has Bishop Castle, a 160-foot tall structure of stone and steel. Then there's Connecticut, the Pez Visitor Center. Yes, this one feels like kind of a cheat since it's the Pez factory and all, but this visitor center is some next-level incredible, a 4,000-foot-tall wonderland where you can peruse the world's most comprehensive collection of Pez dispensers. Delaware has the Odporium in Arden. Delaware's Odporium bills itself as a gallery of peculiar and bizarre, and it lives up to its promise with deliciously dark twists. Browse vintage electroshock therapy kits, embalming pumps, and jewelry tenderly handmade from bat skulls. Florida has Monkey Island. You can head to Florida's west coast on the Homosa River, and you will find Monkey Island. Naturally, your first question here is, are there actual monkeys on Monkey Island? Well, I'm pleased to report that there are. A family of spider monkeys has had the run of the Monkey Island for decades, and they are very people-friendly. Georgia has Doll's Heads Trail in Atlanta. Constitution Lakes Park has a unique history. The park was originally used as the site of the South River Brick Company, but in the early 1900s, when the company stopped digging massive holes in the ground to extract clay for bricks, Nature ran its course, and the holes started to fill with rainwater, and thus the lakes were born. The story of the, well, interesting trail, however, begins with Joel Slatton, a local carpenter who, in 2011, began finding discarded dole parts and other pieces of what others would consider junk throughout the trail area over the years. Slatton began arranging the building area art displays with these abandoned scraps, and voila! Now you have an interactive art display full of muddy, creepy dull heads. Hawaii has the pineapple garden maze. You've probably seen at least a couple of corn or hay bale mazes in your life, but have you ever encountered a pineapple garden maze where at the end you get to sample some of the finest pineapple in Hawaii? Idaho has the Oasis Bordello Museum. Located in a quaint little mining town, the Oasis Bordello actually operated up until 1988, meaning the artifacts of this downtown building and its infinitely creepy basement include old-time dressy gas lamps. So romantic. Illinois has Leaning Tower of Niles. Niles in Illinois, of course. While it's roughly half the rival of the famed Italian Tower, 94 feet of Pisa's 177-foot stature and a mere 7.4 feet off of its vertical versus Italy, 15 feet off. The Midwestern version, built in 1934, holds its own as a tourist attraction. Indiana has the world's largest ball of paint. Iowa, the furniture birthplace of Captain Kirk. Did I just say furniture? The future birthplace of Captain Kirk. Did you know that Iowa is the town is the future of the birthplace of James T. Kirk, captain of the USS Enterprise, and the future's foremost lover of centuries-old Beastie Boys jams. His 23rd century date of birth, March 22, 2228, is engraved on a stone monument located behind a hair salon at Riverside's Voyage Home Riverside History Center. Kansas has the world's largest collection of the world's smallest versions of the world's largest things, 
That took a lot out of me. And that's in Lucas, Kansas. Kentucky has Dinosaur World in Cave City. There is a long-standing tradition. If you see a dinosaur on the side of the road, you stop immediately and pose for pictures. Dinosaur World is one of the best collections of life-sized behemoths in the country, with hundreds of thunder lizards, T-Rex, raptors, you name it, scattered around a dog-friendly property. It's located near the stunning Mammoth Cave in Kentucky. The Britney Spears Museum is in Louisiana. Ugh, I wouldn't go there. Uh, Louisiana also has Kentwood Historical and Cultural Museum. Maine has the Wild Blueberry Land. Imagine that. When we were in Bar Harbor, Maine back in 2012, we were sampling wild blueberries, or what we thought to be wild blueberries, but thankfully, a local explained to us, no, those are choke cherries, so we stopped eating them. I guess only birds can eat choke cherries, but they also eat blueberries, whatever. Maryland, the William P. Didich Center for Urologic History. Basically, if you have a UTI, this is the place for you. Massachusetts, the Paper House in Rockport. 1922, Ellis Stenman wanted to see if he could insulate his summer house with newspaper. Somehow the experiment turned into a full-fledged obsession, and he ended up using 100,000 newspapers to actually build it. At least everything but the roof, floors, and frame. This might also serve as an antidote to the whole print is dead thing. Maybe it just needs to pivot to construction products. Michigan has Da Uper's Tourist Trap. Uper is Michigan slang for a person who lives in the state's pristine and isolated Upper Peninsula, whom they also call Upers. Da Upers and a novelty band formed by the actual Upers who sing about fishing and cars and goofy accents that may or may not be fake. And Da Uper's Tourist Trap is an ode to both UP life and tacky, slightly funny shit. There's a ton of folk art, including the world's largest working chainsaw. Minnesota has the Spam Museum. Mississippi has Margaret's Grocery in Vicksburg. People have been working to save Margaret's Grocery and Market for years. More singular than odd, the iconic roadside stop off U.S. Highway 61 is possibly the most distinctive grocery store you'll ever see. Missouri has the Precious Moments Chapel, just off the highway of southeast, <clears throat> southwest Missouri, the sweet figurines of precious moments beckon from their own compound. But rather than the collectible-sized moppets you may remember from Grandma's cabinets or perhaps your nightmares, these cherubs are fully child-sized. Please hold for an important message from one of my sponsors. Unparalleled Insider Access. Get it all. Introducing the SiriusXM Platinum VIP Plan. Our newest, most exclusive plan. Listen in two cars, plus stream anywhere with two app logins. Access a massive, exclusive library of live concert video and audio recordings through nugs.net. Have opportunities to experience live and virtual SiriusXM events, including VIP-only exclusives. Get all your questions answered by a dedicated VIP customer care team. Plus, get all the entertainment we've got. It's all included with your Platinum VIP subscription. Be a VIP. 
Call 844-711-8800 to learn more. Offer detail supply. One login for activated vehicle. Not available in Canada. Hi, and welcome back. That was a fun little break. I hope you get a chance to make a sandwich or go to the bathroom. Next up, New Hampshire, the Chicken Farmer Rock in Newberry. The story of the Chicken Farmer Rock is as follows. At some point in the 70s or 80s, the words Chicken Farmer, I love you, were painted on a rock by the side of the road in small town of Newberry. Legend holds that it was the work of a boy too shy to confess his crush on a girl living on a chicken farm there to face her. The rock became a local legend and treasure, and its message remained there still, lightly maintained by Newbury residents until around 15 years ago, when one of these anonymous restorations updated the message to Chicken Farmer, comma, I still love you, period. In 2011, the New Hampshire Department of Transportation responded to some horrible person's complaint about the art and painted over it. The rock's unnamed custodians, though, didn't take long to paint it back. New Jersey has Lucy the Elephant. There are infinite roadside attractions in America, but one of them was the first, and it was Lucy. No relation to Lucy, the first human ancestor, remains ever discovered. But in 1881, the six-story elephant resides in Margate City in New Jersey. New Mexico, basically everything is Roswell in New Mexico. Need I say more? There are alien autopsy sites, there are giant UFO props, there are billboards, there are cutouts, uh, alien-related populating the streets of Roswell. It makes it unavoidable. There are makeshift spaceships you can tour. Straight-up UFO museums. Over-the-top kitsch as possible. Well-played, Martians. New York has secret caverns in Howell's Cave. Privately owned caves are a vastly underappreciated roadside mainstay, probably because getting strangers to go underground on your mysterious rural property is a hard sell. Secret Caverns counters it with some outstanding billboard huckerism. It's psychedelic, goofy, and entertaining signage, beckoning you through the wilds of upstate to a rad hand-painted building near Howell's Cave. North Carolina has the world's largest chest of drawers at High Point. Now, you didn't know that High Point was the home furnishings capital of the world. Well, this 38-foot dresser is here to remind you. It was built in 1926, making it very desirable to colossal antique collectors. North Dakota has the Enchanted Highway in Regent. There are, and the Dakota Prairies, can be pretty monotonous because it's just flat land, but this highway is supposedly haunted and people have encountered ghost vehicles, ghost people, and possible bridges between parallel universes where they drive and drive and then end up encountering strange towns that don't match the scenery or the current timeline we're in or vehicles that are not of this world. Ohio has Bible Walk. And Mansfield. Traditional roadside attractions like weird museums, giant robots, and the Goodyear blimp are also in Ohio, but you could get a genuinely weird experience like no further than the Bible Walk. This one is a walkthrough with animatronics, mannequins, retelling like The Last Supper, uh, various different parts, and 
New Testament and Old Testament. And, you know, it's Clark Gable and Liz Taylor gives it a surreal, slightly hilarious edge with their voiceovers. Oklahoma has the giant blue whale. And, of course, Oregon has the enchanted forest in Turner, Oregon, which is a haunted forest where sprites and fairies and trolls are often sighted. Pennsylvania has the Vintage Electric Streetcar Company, and it's a walkthrough tour with abandoned streetcars and trains. Rhode Island has the Fantastic Umbrella Factory. South Carolina has the museum in Ellery. It is the Teary Fick Teapot. It's a giant teapot. South Dakota has the Wall Drug since 1931. It is a walk through history and down memory lane for so many. And the prices are pretty much the same as they were in 1931. Tennessee has the Titanic Museum attraction. Texas has glass-walled public toilets. That's in Sulphur Springs. Drive into a small town of Sulphur Springs, and you might have the good fortune of making a pit stop at the only see-through public toilets in America. Don't worry, though. You can definitely use them. They're only see-through in one direction, which is when you're inside, you can see out, but no one can see you. Utah has the hole in the rock, and that's in Moab. Vermont has the Museum of Everyday Life in Glover. Virginia has the Dinosaur Land. That one is actually much larger than the one in Kentucky, I believe. Washington has Marsh's Free Museum. It is a giant marsh and swamp where bodies have been discovered through the ages. And, of course, reconstructed versions of those bodies are on display for you to look at. West Virginia has the Mystery Hole. And that is in Fayetteville, near New River Gorge in Fayetteville. Another one lies the Mystery Hole. What will you see here? That depends on you. Some report seeing objects rolling uphill instead of down. Some find furniture balanced in ways that furniture should not be able to balance. Gravity seems to be off in this area. Wisconsin has the upside-down White House. And you heard it first. The actual White House is upside-down, and you can tour everything on the inside as if you are in the upside-down from Stranger Things. Wyoming has the world's largest Elkhorn Arch. It is a giant Elkhorn Arch in Afton, in the tiny town, in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming. Otherwise, well, known as Wyoming, but the little hamlet south of Jackson has a hell of a unique centerpiece assembled from antlers of more than 3,000 elks. The town's Elkhorn Arch stretches across four lanes of Sleepy Towns Road. Weighing in at a whopping 15 tons. That's enough antlers to decorate every hunting lodge in Wyoming. Please hold for an important message from one of my sponsors. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. Something else, something else to keep in mind. With roadside oddities, you also have... In smaller towns, more rural areas, uh, like your big little cities, 
thriving towns, they all have their own crybaby tunnel, crybaby bridge, uh, any kind of a haunted railroad track or a railroad tunnel, uh, ghost towns, things like that. You all always run into interesting local lore, legend stories. And what I'm going to share with you is about... This story is called Woman on Fire, from my newest release, Haunted Enough? Terrifying tales to tell your friends. The old storage sheds along the tracks were abandoned shortly after the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad was built. It wasn't long before the poor residents of the area moved in. The sheds provided a shelter of sort, although the winter wind still pierced through every crevice. Small fireplaces that were constructed did little to keep the cold at bay. A local woman named Jenny lived there alone in one of the smaller sheds. She had fallen on hard times, and with no family to protect her, she was forced to find work where she could and take whatever shelter was available to someone with no money. Jenny never had enough to eat, and during the winter, her tiny fire barely kept her going during the cold months. Jenny still kept her spirits up and appointed herself as a protector to those around her. She would help other folks when they got sick or needed food, sometimes going without food herself so that others could eat. One cold evening, Jenny sat shivering over her fire, drinking broth out of a wooden bowl when a rough and rogue ember from the fire flew from that and lit her blankets on fire. Intent on filling her aching stomach, Jenny was so weak and tired that she didn't notice her flaming blankets until the fire had burned through the heavy wool of her coat and began to scorch her skin. Jumping up in terror, Jenny threw her broth over the licking flames, but the fluid did nothing to house the fire itself. In terror, Jenny fled from the shack and ran along the train tracks, screaming for help as the flames engulfed her body. The train station was not far from her, and instinctively, Jenny made a run for it. She was hoping to find someone, anyone to help her. Within moments, her body was a glowing inferno, and Jenny was overwhelmed with pain. Her screams grew more horrible as her steps slowed. She staggered blindly onto the tracks just west of the station. She had become a ball of fire that barely looked human. In her agony, she did not see the glowing lights of the train coming around the curve or hear the screech of the brakes as the engineer spotted her fire-eaten figure and tried to stop. A moment later, her terrible screams broke off as the train mowed her down. Alerted by the whistle, the crew from the station came running as the engineer halted the train and ran back down the tracks towards poor Jenny, who was still burning and strewn about in many pieces. The men doused the fire and attempted to carry her away, but there was so much of her scattered that it could no longer be classified as a human body. There was no hope for her. She was destitute and dead with nothing to leave behind and no one to claim her. A few days later, a few local people and the crew from the train station pitched in and were able to give her remains a pauper's funeral. 
Jenny was buried in an unmarked grave at the local churchyard. Within a few days, another poverty-stricken family had moved into her shack, and soon Jenny was forgotten. Forgotten, that is, until a year later, when a train rounding the same bend west of the station was confronted by a screaming ball of fire. It was too late to stop. The young engineer, who had only one week on the job, plowed over the glowing figure before he could bring the train to a screeching halt. Leaping from the engine, he ran back down the tracks to search for a mangled, burning body. But there was nothing there. Shaken, he brought his train into the station and reported the incident to the station master. After hearing his tale, the station master remembered Jenny and realized that her spirit had returned to haunt the tracks where she had met her fate. To this day, the phantom of Jenny still appears on the tracks on the anniversary of the day she died. Many engineers have rounded the curve just west of the station and found themselves face to face with the burning ghost of screaming Jenny as she makes her deadly run towards the Harper's Ferry Station, seeking in vain for someone to save her. That is it for this week. I hope you enjoyed traveling with me through some of the strangest roadside oddities that you will ever find in North America. And there's so much to discover in the United States and even within your own state that you live in. You may happen upon something you never knew it existed if you hadn't looked for it before. Keep an eye out now. While you're traveling, if you're a passenger, look up and look around you. You don't need to keep your eyes on your mobile devices and ignore the world around you. There's so much to discover. Have a great day, a great weekend, and thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. Until next time. Personality, the cult of personality, the cult of